0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to being another, well, thanks for tuning in, period, to another episode of Being Trans. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit of today about a few things, and one thing that crosses, crossed my path was a fantastic YouTuber named Mia. She puts out a lot of good content, a lot of interesting content, and she talked a bit about her journey in the as far as hormone goes hormones go and what it did for her life now i can't say that hormones did everything for me but what i can say is they unlocked a doorway to happiness they didn't do it on their own there was a lot that i had to do to go through that door but they were certainly a key a key that i had never seen before Heard about it, but never seen it, never held it, never used it. And the moment that I did use it, it took roughly about two years to unlock that door. It was a very tight door. It was a very hard lock to wiggle free. But my life changed immensely. But to be honest, it wasn't just that set of three pills or at the time, a patch and a pill, that changed my whole life. It it was the opportunity that I took to change my life. And I look back with a sense of awe, a sense of complete, and a sense of... For the lack of better word, content. Because it takes a lot to make some of the choices that the trans community has to make. Doctors visits, questions, um... You name it. There's just so much to do to get to that point. So much to try and, um... Make the right choice because it isn't always the right choice. Hormones isn't the right choice for everybody. For me, it was. For Mia, it was. But for some people, it isn't. Just like transitioning. For me, it was the right choice. For Mia, it was the right choice. For countless others, it was the right choice to make. It's difficult. I'm not going to lie. It's very, very difficult to change And risk everything. But the rewards of what I gained from my risk outweigh the losses. Yeah, I lost 95% of my friends and family. I won't lie. Yeah, I made some horrible choices when I was younger. And they resulted in some of those losses too. But... Since stepping out of the closet, slash shadow, because I don't like the word closet. Since stepping out of my shadow, I, I kind of learned a lot about whom I am. And it's more than just being content with the changes that are taking place. It is really a amazing Opportunity that I gave myself to be happy, to be content. And I gave myself that right. No one else did. Had I known a few things were going to change the way they were, I'd still go through it. Because I saw a lot of true colors of individuals that I thought were vastly different but that's the way life is you gotta risk it sometimes and as it what is it you risk it to get the biscuit I don't know why I'd risk it to get the biscuit but I would I did risk it and I walked away happy and content it's very different for everybody it's not always easy hormones change your outlook on life for some of us, like me, they change the chaos and confusion that was there since I was a little child, um, and even in the dark times, I have I have a strategy to get by my suicidal thoughts. When I was younger, younger being twenty one, I started to learn how to battle them, and. I battled them a lot. I grew up with those horrible, horrible feelings. Knowing that if I just stood up one more time, took another deep breath, I could beat those feelings. And I did, every time. But it still didn't provide an answer to why I had those feelings. And it wasn't necessarily along the lines of you know, depression or anything like that. It was just, I really did not like who I was. I didn't like my body. I I could not, I really did struggle to look at it, look in the mirror. I really did struggle to find true happiness. I must put in here as a proviso, you cannot... Be happy 100% of the time. You can't be. Because you need to accept that some days is just going to be a shitty day. And the moment you do that, the moment you're able to step away from those shitty days and look at the really fun days, you get to appreciate them. It's kind of like having summer all year around. You don't learn to appreciate the winter. Or... If you didn't have winter, you couldn't appreciate summer or spring or autumn. They each have some beautiful moments in them. Though if you're in the gray a lot, it's very difficult to see the sun. I came across an absolutely interesting article. And... Because, I, I, like I've said in the past, I, I go out of my way to research more in depth, to reach research more about who I am and why I am like this. And one of the things that I came across, now you may think this is a little strange and how I ended up with this, was that I, I came across a um, – on the BBC – a gentleman that was talking about addiction, and um, his name is Doctor Gabor Mate, and he he said something that I've heard before, but it really didn't quite sink in. And it was about addiction, and that, and it does you know that that addiction is caused by is caused by trauma, but it doesn't mean that every traumatized person will become an addict. But it does mean that every addict experienced trauma. And I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough that my issues with addiction were able to be beaten with a lot of effort in certain areas. Coke was, and still is, Coca-Cola, you know, a fizzy drink. Um, Is still my greatest addiction in life, a glass of ice and and a cold Coke. I can't say no. I really have a struggle to say no to it. No, thank you. I don't need that. Not really. No, thanks. I started substituting about two months ago my desire to drink Coca-Cola with Pepsi. And, uh, and to see whether or not it was the flavor of Coke, or was it the flavor of Pepsi, or the flavor of Cola that I was addicted to. And it wasn't. I was shocked. There was no difference between the way I felt every time I had a cold, a cold Cola in my hand. Um, and then I went and tried Heart. Hearts is a brand that's here in Australia, and I tried one of their their uh, colas, and I and I was like, "This is exactly like Coke." I'm still very very happy to drink a glass of cola. And then I started thinking, okay, so if it's not the brand Coke, then maybe I'm not looking at this issue correctly. What is the commonality? Is it my sugar intake? Yeah. There's a lot of issues with sugar, okay? Your addiction to sugar is a killer. Oh. Now, but that wasn't the solution either. Um, Because I could drink water all the time, but would still long for a fizzy drink. And I could change that. I could have a glass of... Iced tea with sugar in it, and it still was not there either. And I kept thinking to myself, what is the commonality? I started looking at everything. Is there a chemical that exists in Coke that exists in all these others? But there wasn't. That Because as soon as I went to Sprite, it was the same thing. Or I went to 7-Up, or I went to any lemonade. The, The desire to have that drink was there. And I came across a product. And I I, I remember growing up with a product of, of mineral water called the New York Seltzer. And I loved it. It was always something a little bit different. But it had a ton of sugar in it as well. It was mineral water that was basically just Heaped with sugar and um, a little bit of flavor. And I came across this product, and I thought it was a little different. And as I looked at it, I was like, I'm not really sure about this, but I'll buy a box. Because we don't do plastic bottles in the house, everything has to be in aluminum cans or from the tap. That's the house rules. So I got this product, came home with it, and I'm like, hmm, going to try this. I'm not sure if this is going to work for me. And it was sparkling water with a hint of flavor. And it was natural fruit essence. And it wasn't, I mean, if you spend to the side and you look at the sugars, it goes straight across to zero. You look at the carbohydrates, straight over to zero everything is zero there is a smidge and i do mean an absolute smidge of sodium but i was thinking okay what is this going to do for me and i started looking at all right am i do i have an addiction yes i do i very much so have an addiction uh, my addiction is I like fizzy bubbles. You now, see, that took a long time to research, took a long time to figure out what it was and why fizzy drinks are always so attractive to me. And I started substituting all my fizzy drinks for this zero sugar um, product. And it it has no chemicals. It's water with just a hint of – it's it's sparkling water with a hint of flavor and I was like, "Oh, yeah." Now, you I bet you're trying to figure out why I'm talking about this. Because I look back in my life, I I experienced quite a bit of not only my own trauma but trauma that was brought into my life. I made choices that led to traumatic events I ran away from choices that I created, and I existed in a household where I dealt with a person who was mentally ill, who caused a lot of problems, and then I dealt with another person who had PTSD. Granted, I'm probably not the most favorite person of my family because I actually am willing to talk about these issues out in the open. Probably not the most favorite person in the family because I realize that I should have talked about this years and years ago. I wrote a book. It got published. That didn't go down well with the family either. And that's okay. I'm perfectly accepting that my choices led to that. But as I tell people, there's nothing worse in the world than being woken up in the middle of the night to do a bed check. That's something people do get done to in prison. And I had that done on a regular basis by my mother. Just because... I had a desire to be the opposite gender because I didn't. Well, gosh, that's hard to say. My mind really did not like my body, and I felt like it was out of tune with my mind. And, and so A plus B didn't equal C. And when I told my mom that, she's like, you're not a girl. And I'm like, but I'm not a boy. But you're not a girl. But I'm not a boy. This doesn't work for me. This is not working for me. I, I can't handle this. And my mother's response, instead of being one of compassion and caring, was more of accusations, attacks, underwear checks, um, clothing checks to make sure I was, you know, because I had my parents would just give me money every at the end of each year, um, when we would sell our sheep at the market, I would get some of that money. And I also had some allowances, but I but I was checked. Everything was checked. Even my music selection was checked. So if I was listening to a band that looked too much like a girl but was guys, welcome to the 80s, okay? Hair metal was big. I was I was punished for it music was taken away um i was you know i was told that it was all uh, satan's music and it was very difficult to grow up in that kind of a traumatic environment you know you you're asleep as a kid you expect to sleep until you wake up having some parent run in strip off all your clothes and 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 yell and scream at you yeah you you really it it affects your mind, and I lost a lot of respect for my mother, and I tried, and I really did, and I think some of it comes down to also the aspect that I came to a certain point where I just wanted that affection from my mother, and I would do anything to do it, and I even agreed on things that, now looking back, I'm shocked that I agreed on them, and somewhat dismayed at my willingness to say that's okay. And how that impacted in my life and how that brought, forward, brought me forward to where I am today. So when I look at hormones, did they really do everything for me? No, they didn't. I did a lot of those choices. I do that choice every morning. I take my three pills. And when I take my three pills, well that brings me closer to being where I want to be. but it also opened a door due to the due to the medication being the key to getting my mind to working correctly. And I can admit now that it should have been done years and years ago, but it wasn't. And I can look at it now and say that, yeah, I have seriously enjoyed these last four years because I have come to a level in my own progress, in my transition, where I am content. Because I'm not a person who's going to say I'm happy all the time. Because that's physically not possible. You cannot be happy all the time. And I'm not going to try and say that I could be. I I love my life and I love my children. And to me that's the greatest thing I have. Is my life and my children. I may not be rich. I may not have money flowing in like water. But that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is three kids. The fourth one, she's an adult now. The other three that don't want to talk to me, well, I don't invest my time. It's just like if the, you know, I realize that there are some of the 95% and I'm going to move on with my life. It's difficult. It's sad. But who's more important? Your physical health, your mental health, or listening to someone always attack you? I even had to tell a child here recently who I was hoping to try and reconnect with one of the three. I was hoping to try and build a bridge that I destroyed a long time ago. And I I was seriously hoping that I could do this. But it seemed like every time I turned around... this child was still attacking me at every turn for that mistake and yeah you can you can beat yourself you can flog yourself to death for a mistake but that doesn't solve anything and neither does listening to the naysayers who keep saying, oh, you know, you made the mistake, you have to live with the consequences. Well, yeah, you have to live with the consequences, but you don't have to hold the stinking flog and beat yourself senseless. And you don't have to have individuals in your life that are willing to beat you up as well. And I think that's one of the toughest parts that I've had to learn in these four years. I've learned so much. And my thought processes around it have been because I've been in tune and no more chaos is going on in my mind. Thanks to the hormones. They did a lot for me. You know, and then I've had somebody ask me, well, now that your hormones are working so good, are you sure you want to get SRS? Well, you don't understand. I've not been really able to look myself in the mirror. I don't really enjoy taking showers. Um, because I am faced with the fact that I have an appendage that I don't want. that And yeah, I realize that I'm never going to be a cisgender woman. But I am who I am. I feel the way I feel, and I cannot change that. And I won't change it. I won't change it for any of my family or any of my former friends. Yeah, it'd be, you know, I could detransition and get a job probably in a heartbeat. But at the same time, am I being true to myself and true to my employer? No. Am I able to be true to my children? No. That's the one thing I work on trying to teach my children is to be true to who they are. It's difficult. There are times you are got to beat yourself up, but always come back to the center that you have to live with you. People will come and go, and the ones that go were never the ones that needed to be there. So don't beat yourself up when you've outgrown someone who could have grown with you. Don't be overly sad that you lost a certain person in your life Because they were not willing to take the path with you. That is a very difficult lesson to learn. And I honestly don't think I would have learned it if it wouldn't have been for the hormones. In fact, I know it without a shadow of a doubt. If it wouldn't have been for the hormones, I would never have gotten to this point. I would still be in a house with a miserable person. And and like I said before, you know, I wish that person all the best in their life. I'm just glad it's not with me. Um, and that's their choice. They go about it their own way. And someday they're going to have to come to a reckoning. What is happiness for them? And what is contentment? Because we will never be 100% happy. It's just not healthy to think you will. Um, I think when we also come a step forward and we start looking at what is the future for us as a trans community, I think that we need to be thankful for the the medical work that has been done and the future studies that are being done. It may be difficult. It may be hard to go through with it. But I'll tell you this much. The moment you're standing there looking back You're going to find some happiness in who you are. Um, I'm going to close this out. This is kind of how my hormones have worked for me. They've changed a lot. Yeah. I dealt with addiction. I also dealt with drinking a lot too. I was a closet drinker. Which really wasn't a good thing. And when I dealt with that and I dealt with everything else that I do. I keep getting up. And I keep taking one step forward. I'll make it to the end. When the end is, I don't know. But I'm very happy and content. So, I wish you all the best. And I hope that your journey, however rough it may seem right now, how... At whatever stage you might be in in your journey, in your transition. Or if you're a supporter and watching someone go through a transition, the same thing applies. It's going to be rough. It's going to be tough. And there's also going to be a lot of blessings along the way. Where you will start to realize who you were meant to be. Who you could be. It's not easy. But I believe in you. Somebody believed in me. So take good care of yourself. If you need help, Crisis Line, Lifeline, Men's Line, Q Life, The Blue Door. There's just so many groups out there. Seriously, make the effort. Go talk to someone. And always, always remember... Do not do your hormones yourself. There's a lot of risk there. And having a doctor on your side is essential for the best outcome in your transition. So bye now. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good day.